It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Okay, I see lots of questions coming in for Peter Dowd on the IrishGardener.com who joins me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. It's more like a spring day in the garden than it is the end of November, isn't it? Isn't it just unbelievable and how mild it's been as well? It's kind of, dare I say, unnervingly mild. Yeah, it is. It's 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 glorious to be out, and it's it's bringing us into December. It's it's such lovely weather. Yeah, I spent a day in the garden the other day, and you know something? It's actually good. I was exhausted now by the end of it, but it's just good for the soul. Well, you've had then you've had your your mental workout and your physical workout, but you're if you're exhausted after it as well. Yeah, but it it really is, and particularly I don't know at this time of the year. I just think it's magic to be out in it when yeah, you can. It really is great. Okay, lots of people have questions. Somebody wants to know: Is it okay now? They've they've to to set slips from something like a flowering cherry, or is it the wrong time? Well, if you're set, like it depends. If I if I read the question right, in other words, if you're setting them, then I wonder: Are they slips that you took earlier in the year that have rooted? Uh, well then yes they can be planted out now absolutely however if you're trying to take slips now uh, it's the wrong time of the year however <laughs> I can go back on that by saying depends on your definition of a slip right so what most people would regard as a slip or a cutting is something that they would take during the summer which would be kind of current season's growth and you take it during the this summer season uh, and then most plants will root away quite easily from that you can actually, uh, particularly as I mentioned flowering cherry there, you can actually propagate deciduous trees by what's called hardwood cuttings at this time of the year. Now, they're quite different to what we would refer to as a slip, if you like. Um, so you, you, take, you take a cutting of much longer than you would in a summer cutting. You take a cutting of about 10 inches in length. The base of it is a node. It should be about as thick as your, your, your kind of baby finger. Uh, so again, it's this current year's growth. Uh, it plunged that in the ground, Trish, about halfway up. The top, the bottom and top should be a node. Just make sure you don't put it in upside down because deciduous, obviously, when it's a deciduous stem, it can be very difficult to see which way is up. Uh, make sure you don't put it in the wrong way. Um, about 10 inches, 
pencil length finger finger or pencil thickness or finger thickness uh, uh, and into the ground. Now, don't expect them to root for quite a few months. It could be the end of the summer before you see roots, but they will then develop into plants quite quickly. So uh, hopefully one of those answers the question. Okay, and Mick Inglashin wrote to us during the week saying how much he enjoys your gardening slot every week. Thank you for that, Mick. And says, it would, would it be a good time to plant tulip bulbs? And also, is it the right time to prune hibiscus as it's gone a bit leggy? Um. With the hibiscus, I'm just trying to think with the hibiscus, they, they are flowering later. No, I would probably leave well alone on the hibiscus. You can prune it. The fact that it's gone leggy, yes, you can prune it and you can prune it quite hard. But I would probably wait till the far side of the winter because we're coming into the winter now. And particularly with the mild temperatures, if we prune it, you might be encouraging some new growth to come, which you don't want coming into the winter, particularly with hibiscus as they can be a bit tender. Um, so no, leave off on that until I would say early March. Uh, and is it the right time to plant tulips? Absolutely it is. 99 years out of 100. And I'd say still yes, actually, for this year. But the, the reason I'm hesitating is because I find in my experience that tulips will do much better if they're planted after the temperatures drop. Um, so in other words, wait till it gets properly cold after the first frost, but whenever that's going to be. Um, so, so, so wait till that and then plant them because otherwise you, they might come up a bit too early. Uh, they might think that they're in the springtime already with these temperatures. Uh, but on saying that, uh, you, you can't wait much longer, but, but you still have plenty of time. OK, and uh, the tulips will be gorgeous when they come up in the spring. Question for Peter, please. Having set conifer trees three weeks ago, would it be possible to move them as I've now realised I've set them too close together? Also, how far apart should they be? Is two feet apart OK? Is the first part of the question, can you move them now? Absolutely. They're only in the ground three weeks. So to all intents and purposes, they're, 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 they're not in the ground yet. They, their, their root system hasn't made contact with the soil around them yet. So absolutely safe to move them. Uh, in terms of how far apart, I absolutely couldn't answer because it will depend on the variety. So it'll depend on how, how wide, the, depending on what conifer tree, if you like, was planted. Um, you're, you're, I don't know is the short answer. A, a quick search online with the variety of what you've planted should answer you quite easily, though. OK, Dennis, listening to us in Oxford in the UK, uh, actually sent on a photograph of the of the plant to say, I planted this flowering plant, Syringa. Now, to me, it looks like a lilac. That's what yeah, it looks it's like. The, it's the, is the, the it a lilac? term for oh, a lilac. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it, it, Dennis said it never flowered. Any suggestions? Planted it last year. Yeah, you know, if it's only last year, then I would. It's just patience, Dennis. Um, I, I would say give it time. It will flower. They like a sunny position. Uh, feed them in early spring with with the, a good rich seaweed feed or an organic tomato feed uh, that will promote flowering but they will take a couple of years to establish and one thing to bear in mind is don't prune them so plant them somewhere where they shouldn't need to be pruned where you can get let them get as big as they want and, and they can get quite big now you'd leave, like you'd, you'd certainly allow three meters in height and probably the same in in width uh, you, you won't harm them by pruning them but what i what i find is if you prune lilacs uh, they give you lots and lots of new green growth and foliage but less flowers so the more you prune them the less they flower which is kind of interesting enough in that it seems unique enough to to, to syringas or to lilacs um but in answer to the question don't prune them uh, feed them in the spring with a high potassium and high phosphorus feed and then i'm afraid the 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 the, the golden word in gardening is patience yeah and they're gorgeous there i love them. i'm, oh, a, big, I'm a big love fan them. of lilac trees hi uh peter is it normal that my daffodils are starting to grow thanking you <laughs> 
that goes back to what we just mentioned yeah. a few minutes ago with the, the tulips. Yeah, it's the mild, te- the high temperatures. It's 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 uh, it's not abnormal. It's not. I mean, it's not that unusual that we get a, a mild November, but I do think we'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not it's not that abnormal. The, the worst thing that'll happen is they'll flower early, uh, but, but that's all. I mean, they'll be fine even if the frost comes at this point, or you know, if they're if they're a few inches above the ground and we get snow or frost, uh, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. It'll just it'll just put them back a bit. Okay. Something called a winter is it heliotrope? Heliotrope, yeah. yeah. Um, it's creeping across the garden. What can I do? Says a listener. Very little. You know it definitely if you see it, Trish. Um, it's everywhere. It's a very invasive plant. It's actually a very pretty flower if you can learn to love it. It's a tug of a, of a weed. Um, and the flower, when it does flower in late winter, early spring, is very important to the bees at that time of the year. But um, it's one of these invasives that we're never going to get on top of, if you like. So so I suppose we need to learn to accept that in the first instance. Uh, what what One thing I have found is that it doesn't it doesn't tend to be a problem in lawn areas. So in areas that are being mowed or strimmed frequently, it weakens it and it just will not grow there. Um, uh, but in other areas where it is, the ground isn't being worked or isn't being turned or isn't being, being mowed, it's just a question I'm afraid of, of. There's no magic wand for it. It's just a question of staying on top of it, keep digging it out, keep cutting it back, keep weakening it. Keep de- you, de- you definitely know it, Trish. It's got a kind of the round leaf. It grows about eight inches off the ground. Um, and it's got this lovely white flower, as I say, in late winter, but it's, it's all over roadsides or, or wasteland. Uh, you, you see it everywhere. But in, in terms of it getting into your garden, it's as I say, there's no magic wand for it. It's just a question of staying on top of it by digging it and cutting it back. Okay. Somebody said, I did some lasagna planting of bulbs. What's lasagna planting? <laughs> yeah, lasagna planting is uh, it's a term given to like, if you have a pot, for example, you can do it in the ground or in a pot. But where you want, let's say, a pot and you, you, you have a pot and you want different bulbs at different heights so you'll get a kind of continuity oh. of color let's say from the the snowdrops in in january to right through to the alliums in in, in june so you'll have six months of color from the one pot so uh, the the bigger bulbs like your alliums and tulips will go you you plant down the bottom then you put another layer of compost this is your lasagna bit if that's you like clever. You put a layer of compost and then the then then that's lower clever. growing bulbs and then more compost and then lower growing so yeah you, you end up with a, a lasagna if okay you like, different so layers that's, of that's exactly what this listener did but she says I don't like the untidiness of the foliage as example waiting for the daffodils to die back is there a way to keep them tidy or am I better off just swapping out the pots am I too late to do it this year and by the way there were a mix from Peter's own bulb selection there you go they're your own bulbs well, well, thank you <laughs> thank you very much yeah um no, you're not too late to do it this year is the first instance the, the only thing is supply of course is I've never seen anything like the the supply issues in the world of gardening that we've seen this year. I suppose several industries are saying the same thing. The whole world was sent home to go gardening about a year and a half ago. So so everything in the world of gardening is is scarce. So it's not too late to do it if you can get them. Uh, and I suppose, yes, in a blatant plug for the irishgardener.com, we do still have some bulbs left. Um, in terms of the untidiness, like when you, the daffodil leaves are dying back and, and you want to enjoy the tulips, that's nature, unfortunately. There's very little you can do about it. Well, sorry, there isn't very little you can do about it. You could just uh, cut cut back the daffodil foliage when when it's dying off, so it doesn't look unsightly with the tulips. But 
that's not good in the long term. You'll get away with doing that once, but you won't get away with doing that every year because the, the, the nutrients from that foliage need to go back into the bulb. So if you just want to do it once and then plant the bulbs out into the ground afterwards and let them do their own thing, fine. Uh, but if you want to, if it's something that you want to do every year repeatedly, I would say individual pots for individual varieties, yes. Okay, Tim says, could you please ask Peter what he would recommend as a nice hedge. I'm planning to plant a bare root hedge soon. Sunny position, 30 feet long. Thinking maybe privet, hornbeam or beech but would welcome Peter's suggestions. Well I love all three of them actually. Um, Beach beach hedge is probably my favourite of all. It's the one, it's not to everybody's taste but it's that one that's got this lovely russety winter colour at this time of year. It kind of goes chocolate brown. Lovely winter look. Hornbeam is the same. It kind of goes more yellow than, than brown. But it's also a lovely one during the winter months. And then you have the privet, which is another one that I adore. It's it's an old-fashioned one, the ligustrum. Uh, you have the green or golden privet. It's it's. I might go to. It's hard to say. Give a definite answer depending on where you are, um, without knowing sorry where 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 it's being planted. But privet is a lovely one because it does have lovely flowers. Very important for bees. Nice scent off it. The only thing with the privet is uh, it's what we call a semi-evergreen. So depending on how severe the winter is, it may or may not lose its leaves. Um, like certainly up at the moment they'd be in full leaf but if we do get a severe winter they will lose their leaves the beech and hornbeam of course are also deciduous but they will hold their dead leaves on the hedge until the new leaves emerge in the spring so I, I'm kind of not coming down on one of the three I'm saying I think any one of those three They're depending on the situation would, would be a lovely They're hedge They're all good this one may be smiled from Ashley question for Peter please my friend gave me a peony rose and it looks dead in the ground does it die back and regrow or do I need to discreetly replace it? <laughs> don't discreet, don't dream of discreetly replacing it. No, it's absolutely what they do. They they die back at this uh, earlier in the year, they, but they're, yeah, they're, they're what's called a herbaceous perennial. And all that term means, Trish, is a plant that will come on every year, but the herbaceous bit means it dies back completely for the winter. So all the life in the plant is underground at the moment. So it, it can look dead, it can look dead as a doornail, but uh, but be confident that, that your friend's present will come back to life next spring. So and there's no need to discreetly replace. They are replace. stunning when they're in full bloom. Magic, yeah. really lovely. The colour of them is great. Dick wants to know about his crocuses. He set them in pots. Should they be outdoors now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they should be outdoors all the time. You wouldn't even start them indoors. You can, you won't do any harm, but there's absolutely no need to. They're an outdoor plant, so yes, outside. Okay, and can I? am I still okay to plant Mount Brescia bulbs now? You, you are if you want to. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Uh, and just with the Montbrecia and with the, the crocus, like don't be scared of planting things outside that should be outside. And don't be scared of the frost or snow. They'll all be absolutely fine no matter how cold we get. Uh, Mon, the reason I, I kind of chuckled when I said if you want to with the Montbrecia is because it's a beautiful orange flower, but it is an invasive or kind of wildflower. Uh, I love it in the countryside. I love it on the hedgerows and ditches, but I'd be slow enough to introduce it into an actual domestic garden because it can take over. But there are cultivated forms of it which will be much better behaved in the garden, if you like. Okay, all right. Uh, We're going to leave it there. I can see there's still loads and loads and loads of questions, but listen, uh, Peter will be back with us again uh, next week where we'll wrap it up for today. Thank you for that, Peter. Have a lovely week. And you, Trish. Thanks a million. Uh, we'll talk again uh, next week. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, the IrishGardener.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.